gentlemen boys and girls welcome to Cincy Brewcast the voice of Cincy Craft I'm the gnarly gnome you know that right you clicked on it um this is the voice of Cincy Craft it's Cincinnati's beer podcast we talk about everything craft beer in the city um usually we hang out in a tap room and we talk to somebody about what's going on in that place wherever that is and we did that this week we went down to uh, to bellevue and we sat in darkness with eric and we talked about everything that's been going on with them and then uh, so let's let's jump a little bit here when you start a podcast when i start a podcast when you whoever is listening to this if you decide to start a podcast there's lots of hurdles that you know you have to overcome. You have to overcome the time that is involved in creating and editing and posting podcasts and whatever that means. There's the stress behind that, especially when you have a family. And I'm, I'm not making excuses here, but there's lots of things that you know that you, you're going to have to overcome. You don't always anticipate the sheer stupidity and uh, mistakes that you make as a podcaster and even though i've been at this for however many years this has been and i don't know without looking how many years this show has been going on but i shouldn't make the mistakes that i do but yet here we are another week and i screwed up and i'm sorry for that but we're gonna fix it and we're gonna go back (laughs) to to darkness and try to touch on some of the things that we already touched on so i recorded an entire show and it was an incredible show and the ambiance of being in a tap room and hearing some of that sound and then it started raining during the show and you get some of that it would have been fantastic and i i lost it i i literally lost it so to give you a little behind the scenes peek i um recorded the show uh during the week came home, uh, dove back into my normal life. And then I came down back down here to the basement, which is where I hide and, and create these things. And I knew I needed to record a couple episodes of Prost, which is my Instagram show, which you should, you should go to Instagram and make sure you are watching that. And I thought, Oh, that's fine. I'll just, you know, come down here and record a couple really quick. You know what? I, I want to try to make that better. <laughs> and so I tried to, um, find some ways to make the sound of that show sound better, which I think I have. That's the good news, I guess. But in that process, I was doing some couple, a couple test things and recording some stuff. And I said, you know, this is going to get confusing when I go to pull it back into a computer. I'm just going to go ahead and format the card now, the memory card, the SD card, a little, little tiny memory card. I'm going to go ahead and format that now just so it's not confusing before I start the actual recording. That was a mistake because I had not pulled the show from during the week off of that memory card just a complete stupid 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 error and something that i can guarantee i will never do again and that's i guess the only positive that i can pull from all of this is that um my mistake means 
it's a mistake that I won't make next time. And I know that that doesn't help you guys, but it does help the, um, the progress of the show and the progress of me as a podcaster. So I apologize, but I, I talked to Eric, we, we made up and we, (laughs) we, we made another phone call, um, in the afternoon on Sunday, which depending on when you're downloading, this was yesterday. And we, we kind of touched on some of the things that we had talked about. The whole show was kind of started because of this beer that they make called Sazerac Attack, which is a cocktail inspired beer that is incredible, like phenomenal. Um, you know what? Let's just, let's jump into it. Um, phone call. Uh, here I am. I'm calling Eric. We're talking and, um, we're going to talk about them and the beer and all of this. I'll be back in a second to apologize again. Cheers, guys. I'm sorry. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Eric Bosler. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Um, I feel like normally I would say, oh man, it's been a really long time since you've been on the show, but that's not really the case this time. <laughs> <laughs> and that is 100% my fault. So um, I don't know how I'm going to, I'm going to, might work this into like a, an intro and an outro for the show. So I might've already explained this, but my fault, I completely lost everything that we did the other night. Um, mm-hmm. So the chaos of my life has bled over into everything and I'm sitting there trying to figure out some audio for a video that I was working on and I grabbed my recorder and um, did a couple test things and then I'm like, oh, these are going to be all these stupid little files now that I have to sort through. I'll just go ahead and format the card. Yeah. Bad move because I hadn't pulled the show off of it. So I, I lost absolutely everything and stayed up all night last night trying to recover something and uh clearly i didn't find anything so it could be worse it's not it's not that big a deal it could be a lot worse and luckily when i left the other night you snuck me a bottle of the beer that we were talking about so we can uh, we can still drink it and pretend that this is the first time i've had it (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh, the reason that I wanted to have you on the show the other day and uh, one of the reasons I want to have you on the show today is because of this beer this Sazerac attacks um and uh, this is going to be awkward because I know we talked about it the other night but uh, Mm -hmm. cocktail inspired beers are um not necessarily abnormal there's been plenty of places that have created some really great cocktail inspired beers but I've never found one that hits the mark as well as this one does and so i wanted to get you on and talk about this and kind of how it all happened and um and and kind of how you replicated the flavors of the sazerac which i think is my one of my favorite cocktails my favorite cocktail i don't know um so talk about kind of how this beer came about um first i know that it was um kind of a collaboration kind of yeah, kind of. Um, so with the uh, our uh, guild, our, our Kentucky Brewers Guild, um, every year we get a uh, we've been getting a barrel for a, uh, a beer festival we do in June. Um, so I think this is the third third or fourth year that they've been doing the barrels. Uh, so, anyways, the the concept is every brewery in the state that, that wants to be involved gets a barrel. We all put a different kind of beer, whatever we want in it, and then it's all uh, released at the end of June in Louisville. Well, that didn't happen this year. Um, but we all got our barrels early in the year. So, uh, we had kind of already started the concept for the, for it all. So we were going to do, um, we decided to go with, a, a, a lighter concept, uh, which is sort of the base idea. 
uh, being that it's released in summer. Right. We didn't really want, you know, big, super crazy barley wine in a barrel. Um, and uh, this year we got rye barrels instead of bourbon barrels. And uh, I had never played with that and uh, was kind of going with a cocktail themed idea anyways. Wasn't 100% sure what to do, but when the rye whiskey barrel came, it sort of made sense to me to go with the Sazerac versus an old fashioned, for example. Um, so uh, that was sort of where the concept sort of came from. And then. Uh, well, so execution, there, though. Just, so how yeah. do you how do you take something like a Sazerac, which has so many different layers of flavors, so many things that it's really hard to kind of pinpoint what it is you're tasting? And how do you take that and replicate it in a beer? Well, so I, I, the way I approached it was um, I, I basically kind of broke it all apart and so kind of looked at the cocktail. Um, obviously, there's a lot of whiskey in it, uh, but you have essentially your flavors outside of that is going to be your, your pecho bitters. Your, you're going to get a little bit of sugar, some sweetness, and then, of course, the, uh, the absinthe wash and uh, a little lemon twist. Uh, so I kind of essentially... We, we figured we'd cover the rye whiskey part with uh, one, putting in a rye whiskey barrel, uh, but also b- building a, a, ver- a relatively lighter beer that's uh, more like a, about 50% rye, give or take, but also also contains corn and uh, obviously barley, some wheat, uh, in a sense, kind of trying to mimic uh, a rye whiskey grain bill, sort of. Uh, so we, we kind of approached the whiskey from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus being a beer on some level, you kind of have to give up the fact that you're not going to get that punch and that hit that you're going to get with booze. Um, but so the, the other flavors came from uh, sugar. We, just, we went with lactose. It's a pretty uh, common solution with brewing. Uh, but then the Peychaud bitters was probably the biggest trick, uh, trickiest part of it all. Uh, I just I did a lot of research on what it is, et cetera, tasting it. Um, and we just went with essentially a whole big slew of herbs and spices. Uh, but essentially we're focusing on citrus flavors, kind of, I, I feel a little bit more forward, orange forward, right. but there was also some grapefruit and other things in there. Uh, and then um, a, a, a little bit of baking spice. And then some, we use things like caraway and coriander, uh, ginger, uh, uh, some other herbs like mint, uh, and that was all in the boil. Um, and essentially, uh, after that came out of the boil and or out of the fermenter, we put it in the whiskey barrel, uh, let it sit. It's still such a crapshoot, like, especially if you've yeah. done it all in the boil like that, you don't really know what it's going to turn out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so basically we, we air on the beard on the side of caution. And that way, if it comes out short, we can always adjust possibly in the fermenter later on. Right. Or in this particular case, we could have, uh, being that there's no like real requirements for that whole event, we could have even changed our what we were going to do with it. Right. Um, so this was a good opportunity actually for us to play with something and try something really new outside the box because we could always kind of fall back and adjust if it didn't work out right. Um, but we got very lucky and it did, it worked out quite well. Um, and, uh, it even, most of that continued to carry through even the barrel agent. It's, so the, you, you kind of get that underlying, uh, it, like you said the other day, like, you know, that it's, uh, you get that, taste of the bitters as though it's there yeah it's if somebody i I mentioned this the other day if somebody came to me and said hey describe peychaud bitters and what you taste from them i would have a really really hard time 
doing that. But mm-hmm. for some reason, when I pick this beer up and I try it immediately, I, I, I can identify that that's the flavor that I get from, from the bitters. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's fun and something that is really, really hard to nail. <laughs> so I'm, it's, oh, I'm glad I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fun, and um, I know it's probably not going to be around for very long down there at the brewery. But if people get the chance to get down there uh-huh. and try it, do that because, like I said, as far as cocktail inspired beers go, not I mean it's it's a great beer on its own, but a cocktail inspired beer, I've never had one that hits hits that mark as as well as this one does. So um, people need to try it while they can. And mm-hmm. and maybe if enough people raise hell about it, we'll uh, we'll get it again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, we just have to do it when the herbs are in the garden. Well, and so, even yeah. but even then, like there's there's so much magic behind a barrel aged beer that you know is uh, uh, the beer gods doing their thing. But yeah, 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 yeah the barrel to barrel thing. It's it's fantastic. So talk about um, uh, this the the elephant in the room, COVID, and how you guys have kind mm-hmm. of managed through all of that and um, uh, kept kept going. And uh, from what I can tell, are still going nice and strong and um, drawing on that community. I guess mm-hmm. more so now than ever before. Yep we've uh, we've been very blessed with our. Uh excuse me, our clientele, uh, and then I guess in general, the community, as you said, it's probably a good way to say it. It's not just people from Bellevue, but um, yeah, we're still, um, we've done as, as a bit, a tiny bit of bottling. Uh, we essentially have, well, we've done our, we did our anniversary beer release, and then we we're now carrying our Mayan sacrifice in some bottles uh, for like in-house sales. Um, we may dip our toe in distribution, but you know, there's, there's always, there's always red tape somewhere there. Right. Um, but, uh, as far as that goes, most of our sales are still in house. Um, the food truck's been extremely helpful, uh, having like a, you know, a permanent food source all the time. And you guys have uh, the darkness diner there now. So the last, yes. the last yeah. time that we did a show was right about when that was getting ready to open. So, um, mm-hmm. you guys have a, a permanent, uh, food truck. Yeah. That sits, yeah. sits right outside of the brewery um, on the patio, which is now covered, which came mm-hmm. in handy the night we were there recording. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of now I'm upset that I didn't get to listen to that back either and hear how much that rain came through. I always love kind of some uh, kind of ambiance to it, too. And um, I'm disappointed I didn't get to hear what that sounded like. We could always add that into this in the background. I could, just, just some visually. kind of random rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so you guys have you know through all of the the shutdowns and restarts and semi restarts and whatever this has all looked like you guys have created this way for people to come down mm-hmm. and still support you guys and maybe if that's just coming and picking up some food and taking dinner home and grabbing some beer to go to um and i guess that's the story with a lot of local breweries through all this trying to find a way to get people to um mm-hmm. find their own excuse to come down to the tap room <laughs> yep and we've been we've been lucky with the city allowing us to spread out up and down the sidewalk so we still have we still have plenty of seating for people to come and enjoy uh but everything is spaced out real right. far um and a lot of the a lot of the, the ups and downs if you will uh We've just sort of every time the governor says something, we you know we've just changed to follow that. So it, in a way that's almost easier because we don't we don't necessarily have to 
create what we're supposed to or not supposed to do. We just try to follow the rules. And right. then, you know, there's that learning curve, uh, to be honest, of, uh, you know, when certain things get more uh, drastic and clamp down. But for us, like as far as capacity inside and stuff, our shape's odd. We've, we're never really going to get to 50% and keep everything distant. So we're, we've kind of just been the same numbers on things. Um, and because of the food, a lot of the off and on shutdowns and at least in Kentucky, a lot of that's been related, uh, to just bars. Right. Uh, so uh, once again, like to the food truck, it's, it's part of what's helping us stay open. It's helping to drive sales. Uh, we've been doing well. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been really weird, but, um, you know, it's, it's amazing how quick you can kind of get used to something. Well, it's, uh, so it, it's, you know, that's the, the descriptor that I keep using is that things are just really weird right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the same time, like there is something that's really comforting about, you know, it, it, no matter what's happening with all of this chaos for the most mm-hmm. part, like you still have these local spots that are your spot that are, you know, these people that you, you feel some kind of, uh, allegiance or camaraderie or something with these these people that run these breweries like you guys and Mm -hmm. you know no matter what is happening even if you're just walking in for two minutes to grab a growler to take home or something you have that spot that you can walk into and and feel grounded to something that is familiar and comforting and and uh that that thing about craft beer that is really hard to kind of put into words that uh community of it all like it's it's nice to to have that through times like this and i think you guys you guys are one of those breweries that personifies that really really well too you're not big you don't have beer in every you know udf across the uh the the tri-state area you you are a neighborhood brewery and 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 what that means is uh something that people have to walk in there to experience and to feel and to, um, uh, to see for themselves. And like, once you do, it's so hard to, uh, so hard to go back to anything else, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we even tried like right at the beginning of doing more, more things in bottles that we were scrambling and handwriting labels and, um, try, and just really, I think six, seven different beer styles, just trying to see what's going to work. And, um, we, we found that, it, that at least for us with the way that our stuff was run and uh, we, we it worked, but we didn't really notice that we sold anything. Um, like people would come in and sometimes solicits would want a growler versus buying a bottle to go, for right. example. And uh, and so that was – so we, we, we did – I think we offered to go for two, two weeks, three weeks maybe, and like no one – we didn't get one to go order. Uh, so that's, you know, through all this, we've also been trying out all kinds of options and it's, um, I find it interesting that we kind of see, keep, keep coming back to what kind of what you're saying that, that we, uh, like we've tried a bit of like, let's try to get more to go and help people here and here and they, but they still kind of want to do it more traditionally. Well, it's, um, it's funny how you know, different, like, different yeah. places have different ways that have kind of latched on with their, their, uh, their community, their, their small, you know, customer base, I guess. Um, mm-hmm be it Fibonacci who is delivering to people's homes or urban artifact that's shipping all across the country really, or places like you guys where it's just those carry it. Like it's 
it's interesting how different like sub communities within this bigger craft beer community want different mm-hmm. things from their their local spot. It's 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 been yep. it's been I mean it's been weird, but it's been kind of fun to watch. Too. Fun's probably not a word that you should use when you're talking about what's happening <laughs> in the industry, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's been really it's, it's been, interesting, it's been really sure. interesting to watch and try to understand why different places um, mm-hmm. have that versus others. I don't know. Are there fears as we kind of head into the winter and the fall and when there's a little bit of a slowdown with brewery business? I think, I think it'd be foolish not to have a little bit of fear, uh, just, um, because it's like what you were saying. It's just for us, we tend to, of course, I'm not looking at the numbers, but from what I'm remembering, it's almost like we, uh, we usually took a dip for back to school, but that's that's all once again to use the same word. That's weird this year, <laughs> right? Um, but then you know we pick back up, heading basically upwards towards um, up through Halloween uh, t- towards Christmas. But ironically for us, I think it's a location thing. We that's are true. not super busy through December, um, and then from so from right December's like hit and miss, and then. Uh, we'll start to come down, which I believe is pretty common for all of us through January and February into March. Yeah. Um, and so just naturally speaking, we're going to be slower. And um, if, you know, we're also just going to just assume that all the uh, restrictions that are in place now will be there, if not stricter. Right. Uh, so it's, it's uh, yes, there's some concern, but um, I'm not, I just don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure what to expect. And I, I don't think it's going to be as, bad as like it was in march let's say like i, I don't my that's my own thoughts on it i don't know if they're going to go to a point of complete closure and if they even do back it down even through that time we we chose to close but we could have stayed open for to-go sales right so so going forward you know that may be something that we do we're, we're you know on some level we're sort of at the mercy of the of the state um and what they're wanting us to do but it's it's not it's not keeping me up at night but it's something that you know i think about uh, well, i can speak i can speak personally you know like we'll pull a little extra money aside kind of thing just i think the, the the big x factor to me is the state and what happens with them and what they determine everybody mm-hmm. should do because you know as, as customers and as drinkers and as people who are you know going out like we're we're kind of settling into our rhythm of it i think everybody kind of understands their comfort levels and how they yep. handle going out if they're going to and that's only going to get easier and better and um more familiar as time goes on but if you've got you know some big government body that comes down and forces people to close their doors that's the uh, that's yeah. the scary part and for us like in kentucky it's a lot of it's based so like since Louisville's our biggest city uh if you know there's the the problems that might exist in louisville yeah. basically you know gigantic bars filled with people it's like most things it's a small percentage of people screwing up uh, the way that they've handled it in the state is they've done everything statewide, not county to county, like in, they've done in Ohio, some more county to county stuff. And so unfortunately, if a bunch of people screw up in Louisville, we kind of we tend to suffer the, the consequences here as well. Right. So but to your point, like in our little community where we live, I mean, I could even spread out to the most of Cincinnati. But if you kind of just come into where we are, we tend to always see the same people. Uh, most most of us are all pretty much in, have same thing in common where we go home. We might be a darkness. We go to work, you know, maybe the grocery store, and that's it. Like right. there's this, there's a um, there's a certain feeling of you feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, and then because like, we just went out recently uh, somewhere up on the north side of town, uh, and 
uh, of this weekend. And it was, it wasn't a problem, but it was just different because all of a sudden I realized, Oh, we're not in our normal place. And, uh, so I don't know. So, I mean, I keep telling people just, you know, get out and support your, your local breweries, but I I don't, I don't know even what that means anymore. (laughs) You know, it's like we all have Mm -hmm. a limited amount of time and a little bit of limited, limited amount of money that we can go and support our local places and trying to split that between the places that you care about becomes harder and harder and understanding mm-hmm. who who needs it more than others and like it's just everything is weird it's all weird <laughs> like i yeah, don't know any other yeah. way to put it but it's so well, strange. Like we were mentioning we were mentioning the other day how it's it's interesting how you know at least as what we're seeing on television uh, or in the news is like it's a lot of larger places that are going under yeah uh like for the, us, the chains know, joe's the, crab shack for yeah joe's crab shack and um I know there was some there's some buildings like oh, I think a Waffle House for example like they were getting put on hold, and uh, while a lot of the small businesses, as far as I know, they're I, I don't think we've really lost anybody in Bellevue. I think they're all uh, still making it. Yeah. So to that to what you were saying, I think people are at least here they're they're deciding to maybe put their money into the local place instead of the chain place, the corporate place, so to speak. Um, so I don't know, but hopefully, hopefully that's going to continue forward, at least for small businesses. Hopefully I'm, that's correct. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's the way that's unfortunately that if you, like you said, if you've only got a hundred dollars, you've only got a hundred dollars. Yeah. You can't spend it everywhere. So, but I, for me, what I you know, spend it somewhere, go, if you've got, mm-hmm. if you've got extra money in your budget to go and support somebody, go and support somebody that is small and local and that you love and you care about, um, yep, that's somebody what in your neighborhood <laughs> and, yeah. and get out and support darkness because <laughs> this, well, yeah. this Sazerac beer, yeah. <laughs> we, we need more of this in our life. Um, <laughs> So we we will schedule another show sometime in the next uh, few months to come back down and sit with you guys and do cool. a, do a proper show from the tap room since this is uh, strange. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> and like um, you said, it's all weird, right? It is. Everything's weird. That's it's only yeah. fitting, I guess. Um, yes, I, it is. I appreciate you taking some time out. It is a Sunday afternoon when everybody should be outside um, enjoying some kind of. Um, I don't know, some kind of leisure. And uh, so I appreciate you taking some time to uh, sit down and do this with me. <laughs> oh, no problem, man. No problem. Anytime. Uh-huh. We'll, uh, we'll figure something out uh, in the next little bit. We'll, uh, I don't know, maybe a little before Halloween or something yeah, or yeah. maybe November or we'll have, uh, we'll, we should, we'll still be doing some of our normal beer releases through there, like our Ike Ike baby and the, the Blumpkin. And yeah. We'll Halloween, ha- sometime around Halloween, do the, do the Blumpkin stuff might be fun too. Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll, we'll get yeah. it figured out and we'll, uh, we'll make this. Our big, <laughs> we're thinking, we're thinking that our big event, like we did for our anniversary party is more than likely not going to work out just because of all the way the rules have changed. Right. So we may, it may just be shrunk back down to just a party at the place. So that, what that basically means is we're going to have a lot of extra beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so afterwards, like through sometime through October would be a, a good time. So we'll Perfect. have all of that stuff. It'll all be ready and we'll have plenty of it. So. And if anybody wants to know more details about stuff that's going on at darkness events and things like that, um, just follow you guys on social media. There's links in the show notes and um, you can click on stuff and follow them if you don't already. So. Um, cool. do that thank you very much so you're very welcome i, I appreciate it and uh, we'll talk soon all right man talk right. to you later cheers Bye-bye. man bye so 
big, big, big thanks to Eric for not only sitting down with me twice to make one show, one show that I, I know that we lost such a big chunk of what we talked about when I went down to Bellevue. It was such a fun show. And I like, I, that's, I guess you guys probably don't, um, you're not as affected by it as I am. Like it really, really, really bothers me that I know some of the content we created and some of the things that we talked about and, um, you can't recreate that stuff and that breaks my heart. And for that, I'm sorry, but I did what I could to make up for it. Um, this show has been chaotic lately to say the least. My life has been chaotic lately to say the least. I promise you guys that I'm making some kind of moves to to fix that and to make all of this better. And I know that that doesn't mean a lot to anybody except me, which is a whole other topic that we could, if we really want to, you know what, if you, um, if you want to dig into that more, tune in, depending on again, when you download this episode, tune in tonight on the, the weekly pint, which is Monday nights live on Facebook. And if you want to dig into it, we'll dig into it and we'll dive into, I mean, depending on who's on the live stream, I have to watch, but we'll dive into, um, me and, uh, what I want this all to become and what I'm doing to make that happen. But there's some fun stuff in the works for Cincy Brewcast, for Prost, for all of the projects that I have going on. Um, in front of me is literally a pile of Oktoberfest beers because um, I've been working my way through every packaged Oktoberfest beer that the city has. And as of right now, let me see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think I'm at like 12 that I've drank so far out of, I think, 18 is the official official count 16 18 something like that um some of them aren't out yet and they will be by the time it's all done um it's been really really difficult and well it, that's not what this show is about we're going to talk about that in a few weeks um i think um september 12th maybe if um if that's a saturday whatever that saturday is we're doing a live broadcast where we 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 finish up the oktoberfest quest is what i'm calling it we're going to finish that up that day and um it, like i said it'll be live and then it'll also obviously be on the podcast and we're going to figure some fun stuff out and we're going to crown the winner we're going to roll through the final four and determine what the best Oktoberfest beer in Cincinnati is that day. Uh, so tune in for that and stay tuned for the podcast that comes after that. And again, I'm sorry to any of you who were expecting something. I don't know that, I don't know. I, I, I feel horrible about the way this week worked, but I think it's still a good show. And I appreciate Eric making the time for me again. <laughs> on a on a Sunday that I know is not always easy for everybody so um thank you guys for listening and we'll be back next week uh, we have a really really good show next week tune in for that another brewery that you guys probably are curious about that you would love to hear their story a new one for you so uh there's your teaser tune in next week every Monday every Monday morning podcast posts um, this is, as you know, because you clicked on it. It's Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. 